0: Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the 113th episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. Tis I, Colton Robertson, and I'm back with the magnificent Tavares Pennington. What's up, homie?
1: Hello. Hello. How are we doing?
0: I am doing mighty fine, my friend. We've got a good show. Like we teased last week, we'll be talking season five of Rick and Morty's second episode,
1: Mortyplicity. Mortyplicity. Season
0: five, episode two, and then we'll be talking Tyler, the creators, Call Me If You Get Lost.
1: It's a good one. And maybe we'll do something else. Who knows?
0: Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe it'll we'll get tacked on at <laughs> the end. We'll see. Hey.
1: <laughs> what you been up to though? We ain't seen each other no. in about what? A week ish? A little no, less than that know. probably. Hey, didn't we see each other this weekend? Yeah, okay. Maybe it was like three days. <laughs> <laughs> uh but shit, I, I have been I've been fucking getting really into Star Wars. Fuck yeah, I'd love to hear it, buddy. I got No, I love to oh, hear yeah, it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I got I got the the Fallen Order because I I found it like on PlayStation Network for like 10 bucks.
0: I actually recall that when I first started playing it, you were coming around I, I to was, yeah. do the podcast a lot, and I was like, dude, I can't stop playing this yeah. fucking game. Yeah, no. This is the shit.
1: <laughs> and that's literally what the past three days have been. I've beat the entire game already. I don't know how many hours that required, but fuck, man, that, that shit is so massive.
0: Like, I actually just started like a replay because I haven't played it since the first time I played it. Uh-huh. It took me like three days. Yeah. Uh. And I got back to the point where we're about to head to Kashyyyk. And that's that's where I'm at when I'm gonna oh, pick the Oh, you're, re- you're replaying the I'm replaying story? it. Yeah. Okay,
1: yeah, No, it's and, and it's a crazy story because it's like you can't even like you know it's a story-driven game when you can't even skip the cutscenes. No, you cannot. Like, you, you you can't bring yourself to skip the cutscenes. You cut can't scenes. bring yourself to skip them. Yeah, like you, you just gotta like.
0: And especially with the game, like this is what where Star Wars needs to focus its gaming ideas mm-hmm. is this story-driven right. canon uh, that really impacts the timeline right. because this is like a massive massive storyline with Cal mm-hmm. Kestis he even fa- I mean he doesn't face off with Darth Vader but yeah. he
1: sees Darth Vader he he becomes a, a literal jedi like that's not that's not negligible like we need to we need to remember who our jedis are
0: absolutely and you know and given the placement of that game between episodes 3 and 4 Revenge of the Sith and a new mm-hmm. hope it's like it is said that at the time of the original trilogy, yeah. all that's left is Luke, Obi-Wan, and Yoda. Yeah. So it's like, however, it's becoming more and more, like we're getting more Jedi mm-hmm. who lived through Order 66 and therefore were alive during the original trilogy that just happened to not contribute to the Rebellion, which is fine. You exactly. Know, they, they didn't have the foresight for that, I get it. Yeah. But it's like, they do need to figure out a way to write Cal Kestis to either... Unfortunately, pass before uh, the original trilogy, or send them off to the stars, very far right. away. Which is, know? I've
1: heard that there is like they're working on a second game, yes, like a are. sequel game to it. I'm actually
0: seeing a lot of news today that's like ahead of EA Play, the the EA event. Yeah. which Jedi Fallen Order is EA. They, yeah. they tweeted like, "Hey, now's a good time, replay Jedi Fallen
1: Order." Oh shit! Okay, yeah, no, and that's fire because like what what's crazy? I think about like. And you can tell that they put so much work into these games because these are, like, real actors. Like, the faces we are seeing are not, like, just random animated face. Like, these are, like, not one bit. real face scans or whatever the fuck they use, that technology. And sometimes it's a little glitchy, sure. Like, it's it's fine or whatever. But you, you respect that you're, like, playing a movie, essentially.
0: Ascent, yeah, you, you are... That's what I like about it is I essentially felt like I was enveloped into one of the best Star Wars stories. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, maybe, maybe I look on it as one of the best Star Wars stories because I got to play as a part of it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Oh yeah. No, uh, damn. You know? But it's it is fucking wonderful and a fun fun ass game to play. Yeah, yeah.
1: It is. So that's been that's been consuming most of my time in the past couple of days, but I beat it now. I don't know. I think I'm I I don't know if I might I might replay it play the the plus the new new game plus or whatever. I heard there's a way to play Cal as um uh like part of like as an Inquisitor. Like oh, no play through the story as him as an Inquisitor. Like it's the same story and everything, but he's I'ma have
0: to look into that. Yeah,
1: the Inquisitor outfit and he has a red lightsaber. And I was Ooh. like mm, nah, that sounds
0: interesting enough. <laughs> yeah, I'll take I'll take a look see <laughs> yeah. I'll take a look see. Nah but you know uh I've got Emily on Game of Thrones. Yep. You've got Claire I, on we Game, of now, Game of Thrones. just started Game of Thrones
1: last night actually it, it was because I I think I guilt tripped her into watching like an adult show. Because we're like, we're like, what do we want to watch? And then we had watched Rick and Morty. We had already watched Boondock. She decided to play the Boondocks episode about um, uh, what happens in prison. What stereotypically happens in prison. Yeah. In her living room while her parents are home. So, like, you just got a bunch of cases of the N-word, of the R-word. Yeah. There's of, a whole lot going uh, on there. Uh, just words that really i don't think anyone wants their parents to hear them engaging with it was weird but from there i was like you need to watch adult shows (laughs) you need to like i think that's where where the problem is you don't you don't have any you don't watch any adult shows and so she's like i'll I'll watch game of thrones i'm like all right it's funny because
0: i i told i've told you you know the arrangement me and emily have made Mm -hmm. i watch an episode of game of thrones or she watches an episode of Game of Thrones, I watch an episode of Glee, and obviously we do this all together. Um however, now we are on season we're on the season four finale Damn. of Game of Thrones, and we are six episodes into season two of Glee.
1: <laughs> Wait, how many episodes are in a season of Glee?
0: Okay, that, that is important. That that would be like twenty nine episodes of Glee is where we're at. But Game of Thrones, I'm on, we're on the fortieth.
1: Ah, I see what you're doing there. Yeah, so, Game of Thrones is just objectively a better show, and that's what. Like, and I was like,
0: I'm so, like every time I'm like, "Do you want to watch Glee?" She goes, "Not really." <laughs> yeah, right. She's
1: like, "I want to keep watching Game of Thrones." Well, and, and the
0: reason is because like we've even given these other new shows a shot, like the iCarly reboot and stuff uh, like did, did that. Get Peacock? Uh, well, it's on Paramount, and I'm, oh, Paramount. I'm I'm getting hooked up with by a friend. You know, oh, he's okay, he's okay. helping me out. They there. have Paramount because I help I help him get HBO Max, and he wanted all the Nickelodeon stuff, so he was like. I'll give you. I'll give you the Paramount login stuff. I'm just well, there's also there's also the reality there's also the reality TV side of things that I'm not into. Yeah. And if anything from Paramount, I'll engage in like the nostalgic mm-hmm. Nickelodeon shows every once in a while. Right. You know, I'll right. throw a, throw Zoe one hundred and one in there. Uh, a yeah, victorious yeah, 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 yeah. Shit like that. But you know, as we watch these sorts of shows, we always end up going, "Fuck, this isn't very good," and yeah. and we've done that more and more lately. And mm-hmm. Emily's like, "Why is nothing good?" And I went. It's because we're also watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, that show is so carefully crafted mm-hmm. and perfectly written that until season nothing eight. until <laughs> until, <laughs> until season eight that it's like it's like what what else can possibly stand up to it if you are yeah. watching it concurrently? It's yeah. like nothing
1: else is going to be as good. No, that's true, and that's what I, I noticed myself getting into when I was like. Watching you show, and that's kind of why I felt like an itch to like get back into like a show like like I was already I was wanting to either like continue Sopranos, rewatch Westworld, or rewatch Game of Thrones.
0: Oh yeah, and that's where I've been. I was Mm -hmm. like, I was like, next after Game of Thrones, I am showing Emily Westworld. Okay, you know, that's 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 the plan anyway. And uh, and actually, might not be a bad time at all to jump back into Sopranos. October first, Saints of New York, the prequel movie. Oh, following oh. Anthony Soprano as a youngin.
1: Oh shit! I didn't. I, for, I didn't even know they were doing that. That comes out when October first. Is that like a on theater HBO Max on and, HBO and Max. theaters? And theater, I might see that in theaters. I want to watch some Bob movie in theaters. I've never done that. Like, I've never been old enough to exactly. Like The Irishman is the only one I can think of that's really come out. And it was a Netflix now movie. Netflix, yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah. All right. That, yeah, now that
0: might be a trip we have to make. To th- but given that. I think I might have to finish Sopranos before October yeah, no, 1st. I Obviously, it's a prequel. Yeah. But, I don't know. Still, still want the full story. Still want the
1: full story, yeah. uh, And I, I think I left I'll... off on season five. Yeah, me too. I, I want to know, like, people didn't, there was, like, a little bit of a thing about, there's always a thing about great shows that end in the way that they end, like, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones. Um, oh, and Sopranos arguably has the wildest
0: ending there's ever been to anything, ever.
1: Yeah, apparently. And I was like, I want to know what it is. Like, well, uh, do you know what it is? I do. Oh,
0: I, I, and not, I don't know the context of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just know like literally what is happening when the screen cuts to black.
1: Oh, uh, okay.
0: And that's what makes people go, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's It's something that makes people go, like I remember someone saying when they watched it when it premiered in two thousand and seven or whatever, yeah. they thought their
1: table went out. <laughs> they thought their <laughs> yeah. They were like, "Wait, wait, wait! No, no, no! Fucking call Direct TV." <laughs> and then it was like credits,
0: and they were like, "Wait, huh? Okay." So it is. It, I don't know what happens. Yeah. I just know it leaves you going, "Oh,
1: but <laughs> yeah. no! I wanted. Right.
0: I what?" No,
1: <laughs> I kind of want to. Yeah, I want to. I want to just know what it is. It was getting a little dry around season five, but I'm. I'd pause like. Up. It's
0: not that it was getting dry, you know. It was more that like I hadn't watched an hour long drama mm-hmm. binge mode since the Game of Thrones rewatch leading up to season mm-hmm. eight. Oh shit! Which means it had been two years since i had been wa- binge watched a drama, right? And that is a heavy drama a heavy to heavy binge. Drama. Yeah, heavy uh, drama. drama. I'm in, like just so many episodes. Thirteen episodes a season. Like I binged through thirteen times four. Twenty six, 39, two. Fifty two hours. Fifty two hours of of Sopranos. Fuck. Before, before I gave in. Fuck.
1: That's I I don't really calculate how much like no. It's horrifying when you spent. do it like that though. Yeah. Like because many... if you
0: if I've spent fifty two hours watching Sopranos alone, mm-hmm. a show that I haven't watched the whole thing of. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Yeah. Oh god, oh fuck. That's right.
1: Oh god. Yeah. I'm I'm excited though to get back into Game of Thrones. I've been out just we we made it through the first four episodes last night. I was like this is it's a real like you can it's just a good show. And what's crazy about it is rewatching season 1 especially like you're like it's the so budget perfectly th- their executed. Their budget was tiny. Compared to what they were getting in later seasons.
0: Well and like and you see that in the way they expand Winterfell, especially mm. like you see one part of Winterfell.
1: One part. Yeah. For like seasons
0: at mm-hmm. a time. Like three seasons, you don't see more than that courtyard in Winterfell or like right. some of the rooms. Yeah. But then like comes season eight, you got the whole fucking castle the whole and the village thing. outside. Yeah. Like it's like yeah. you got everything here. Everything.
1: Like and it's like it's already like pretty well done. Like, but it still looks a little play. The later seasons, each episode's a movie. Like it's like,
0: and we actually we watched last night here on the projector, uh, mm-hmm. the first battle at the wall. Oh shit! Where, uh, uh, you know, the wildlings first attack. Yeah, and just watching something, the episodes at the wall. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to experience them on like a sort of or any of the episodes in like a cinematic fashion, you know. Yeah. With the projector, the lights down, there's nothing else in the room. Yeah. It feels a little more a right. little more cinematic, and I right. was like. Holy shit! Yeah. I can't wait to do this more. Yeah, no, this yeah, makes... like especially the long night. Oh, oh no! Oh, oh, oh god! That's yeah. gonna be special. Oh god!
1: I'm I'm realizing how convenient it would be to just have a projector in your basement. What what, what sparked the idea for you all to get this?
0: This was a Christmas present for Griffin.
1: Uh, I use it more. Than that, yeah, I was like, this uh, seems like they should have known that it, right down the hall from your room, you'd be you'd be popping on. You have to ask Griffin. Oh, actually, I,
0: when we came down here last night, Griff had friends over, and they were down here, and I was like, oh, sorry, I'll uh, I'll, I'll 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 leave. I'll leave if you want. If you want. If me you to leave. want me. To... <laughs> I don't really and, want Gr- to. Griff's like ten, and he's like, Nah, I kind of want. I'm like, Leave. No, <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. No, yeah. We did get the basement, though, eventually. (laughs) Uh, Their bedtime came around. Bedtime came around, you know, and that was that. Uh, Shall we uh, we jump in to Rick and Morty and then Tyler, the creator, and potentially something else? I think so. Let's do it. Roll the tape. Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got mobile. Past, rump past your mom dads listening to Tomcats, Talking everything that make you sad, we don't want that We're here to make you smile, put your mind at ease Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves This what we about, this some weedin' now We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we and out Alright, let's go Penny Bloom Podcast is the Penny Bloom Podcast Penny Bloom Podcast Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty season 5 episode 2, Mortyplicity.
1: Mortyplicity. I like that that intro. I uh, it's it's
0: a it's a, uh, a good title too. It is. Uh, have you ever uh, have you ever heard of duplicity?
1: I have. I don't know what it means.
0: Neither do I. And I'm hoping that this uh, this episode is what it means. I'm assuming yeah. it means like, you know, you create a duplicate.
1: You create a duplicate. Duplicity. Duplicity. The duplicate potential of the singular. Yes. Whatever the fuck that means, I don't know.
0: I'm I don't sure. know. I don't know. I'm not a
1: scientist. Fuck it. These names, or are a I'm linguist, using as hell to me. Though I'm not gonna lie. Never, but never once do they make a like little bit every of once
0: things. in a while they get one.
1: Yeah, yeah, but most of the time you're just kind of like, well, all right.
0: Well, like the, the the episode that was suggested once we finished this episode, never ricking Morty.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What? What's that mean?
1: Yeah, I pff, never. Ricking Morty, and I try to figure out like what they're replacing, like what words they're they're replacing, what words they're replacing, like like never ricking. What are they? Never fricking. Never icking. Never. Uh, It it can be a
0: completely different thing because, like, like the only one that makes sense to me is Star Mort Rick Turn of the Jedi.
1: Oh, (laughs) that one makes sense. Sounds good. Star
0: Wars: Return of the Jedi.
1: Yeah, right.
0: But other than that, I have a tough time with every other
1: episode. I think, honestly, I just think that they have a lot more fun in the writer's room than people real Like, I think people are thinking that they're in the Rick and Morty writer's room. Like, all right, so we did this in season two. So we can bring that through here with this punchline. And then we'll switch to the punchline for season three. A little callback, okay? This is all highly technical shit. I think they're in there just fucking around. They are. (laughs) They're just in there fucking around. And they're like, what the fuck? Because here's the thing. Is that, like,
0: obviously you have those episodes that, like, really push forward, like theories and stuff like every once in a while so but that's like one or two a season right, right. it's it's never like and and i'm sure it might be more like that on mm-hmm. those episodes but it's still not quite like that they're yeah. still they're still comedy writers you yeah, know like they're yeah. not like yeah no it's scientists not... right it's, <laughs> they aren't they aren't that meticulous with yeah. it
1: no, and I was, uh, Claire got me to watch a, a Rick and Morty theory video, which I did not want to do, but we watched, like, five minutes of it, because I was just like, I don't want to be, like, one of those, like, well oh, let's go to YouTube, watch fucking Rick and Morty theories, like, just come up with the shit on your own, like, you don't need to... That's, don't the need mo- that's the most fun part of it. An authoritative source, but they were talking about how in season four, like, at the beginning of season four or going into season four, Rick and Morty was facing a so-called identity crisis when they were trying to figure out sort of if they were wanting to go the um, route of like family guy where things just happen and then everything returns back to normal and it's all just like kind of like, or do they feed into sort of a a thing that a lot of fans like about the show, which is like the canonical aspects of it and like trying to create these sort of more Complex storylines with the characters and between the characters. And
0: and I love that there are also those things that are, are only mentioned by name. Mm. It's like uh it's like Hawkeye and Black Widow and in, in the Marvel movies Whoa. referring to Budapest, you know? And it <laughs> yeah. like they always like just like Budapest and it's like we never fucking saw we never Budapest. Saw we Budapest. have Budapest. no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> but uh like, like, with Jerry in this very episode, mm-hmm. going, uh, so you guys want to know what happened to Beth's mom? Yeah. Well, <laughs> he gets cut off. Oh, that was,
1: that was Rick. Um, what did I say? You said Jerry. Oh, my bad.
0: I, I always do that. Which is a real fucking big mistake.
1: <laughs> yeah, Rick and Jerry are the, not They're the same. opposite <laughs> characters. They are. They're foils to one another. Whatever. I think that's how you use that word correctly. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Again, not a linguist. <laughs> not a linguist. Anyways, though. Yeah, this episode was – it was different, though, because it was very intentionally focused on one storyline that involved all of the characters the entire time.
0: Well, and it's – it's the way the writer said he approached it, too, with, like, this anthology-type feel. Uh-huh. Because it is a weird – it's, like, a contained anthology, which right. is weird because, yeah. like, there is a storyline. Mm-hmm. But like it have- ultimately ends the same way it began. It's not like it was okay. important in any yeah. way. It just happened. It
1: just, happened. you know. Yeah, right. It's it's like it was like that episode was essentially a prequel to something that we may not ever see the actual main event of. <laughs> like,
0: exactly, and I love that. I, I I loved the uh, the fourth wall breaks in this episode, mm-hmm. especially like uh, the way they talk about how they're not going to split up. Because if they split up we're gonna have two we're having A and B story unfolding concurrently and we can't have that because that'll just get too much, you know. Like they were like, Fuck that.
1: Yeah, fuck that. (laughs) No. Yeah, and then the um there was another one I was thinking of.
0: There was two and it was what I was originally gonna say, but I was like, Fuck, 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 what is it, what is it? And I just went with the one I remembered.
1: Okay, yeah, no, that's fair. I forgot what it was. I can't there's so many like the thing about that I'm realising about Rick and Morty, maybe it's something that I've always known, but I'm like able to realize more clearly now i like how quick the punchlines come in like it's like every other line like it's something and you're like that was funny (laughs) it's
0: what makes it so incredibly rewarding to Mm rewatch because guaranteed there are jokes you missed oh yeah and like you can say that for any comedy thing Mm -hmm. like it's like uh, any good comedy thing like obviously there are scenes where you're left over laughing where you're gonna miss the next joke yeah but that's every single episode of Rick and Morty, they just never stop. Literally. It's like se- it's like every 10 seconds there's a new joke being told. Yeah.
1: Which is I mean, that's that's kind of a really like cheeky way to go about creating a comedy show.
0: It's I mean, it's and it's another thing that you get this freedom from sci-fi animation where it's like we can literally do whatever the fuck we want.
1: Yeah. Literally. And like that's that's the whole premise of the show though, right? Cuz it's like well, there's Rick and Morty. And Rick is a super genius scientist who has access to other universes like like essentially in, uh, um, infinite universes of himself. And he interacts with those. So like there is never like Rick is God. And they say that they always go back to that lo- like line is like, I'm fucking God. And that's and that's god. a major
0: theme. That's a major theme in this episode. Yeah. Even like, do you get a hard on from creating sentient life? I get a hard on
1: from protecting
0: my family. Oh, <laughs> <Ugh>, God, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel like we even said this in the last podcast we did about Rick and Morty. I can't remember. But like that premise is just fantastic. Like, what would you do if you had the powers of a God?
0: and that's what rick that's what rick approaches every day with mm-hmm. you know and i i loved the aspect like in in the post episode when dan harmon's talking about how this is one this is an idea that has bumped up against a lot of other stuff they've done because you know yeah. they've got clones they've got decoys, decoys they've, got they've got a multiverse of themselves like yeah. there there is it has already been made clear that multiple versions of these people exist throughout the universe mm-hmm. and it is funny seeing that multiple versions of themselves potentially live everywhere in the world.
1: (laughs) It's (laughs) like (laughs) that. And they die at almost like at genocidal rates for no reason. For no reason at all. <laughs> God, and the and
0: the the loop here. Yeah. The loop that was created by the beginning being decoys dressed as squids, but originally just thought to be squids and they have yeah. to go on the whole adventure, they have to figure it out, and they realize this is what's been happening the whole time. <laughs> so who knows when it even actually started. Who we knows? just got thrown in in the middle of it, yeah, you know got what got I'm saying?
1: In, like they they don't really give much um And that was another fourth wall break
0: later it. on where they're like they have the resistance of the of the ricks mortys jerry's (laughs) summers you know it's like uh and beth it's like they're all coming together all the different versions of themselves talking about it and they're they're like squids are coming squids being shorthand for uh decoys who are pissed (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) yeah no they like to they like to do a lot of those and honestly that's one of the most unique characteristics of the show i feel like is like like i can't think of any other i don't watch a ton of adult animation but I guess I do. See, not and, like the Rick and Morty sort, though. And yeah, like I don't know. like the only
0: thing that I hear it get ever compared to the thing that I haven't watched is Futurama. Mm. Like future, like a lot of a lot of like I haven't watched a lot of sci-fi yeah. adult animation. This is this is. Predominantly, it. You know what I'm saying. I've so. watched
1: the. I've never watched Futurama. I couldn't tell you a single thing about the main plot. I couldn't. Either. I have watched the last episode of Futurama like two or three times. <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> but I remember. I, I have distinct memories of watching that last episode. Like, oh, this is probably a pretty big moment for a lot of people. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, this is the finale of a very long running show, long running popular show that like was like pivotal in the adult animation well and that's
0: I love that like we're in the we're in the golden age of adult animation of Mm -hmm. sorts I think but here's the thing is that it is it, it is only gonna get better too like obviously the Simpsons Family Guy American Dad Futurama these sorts of things change the game right but they're being executed to, like, their fullest potential with Rick and Morty. And mm-hmm. uh, BoJack Horseman is another one that I think of a yeah, lot when it comes I to adult to, animation.
1: I, I need to watch BoJack
0: Horseman. Don't watch it in large doses, buddy. That's all I'll
1: warn you. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. will get depressed. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about the show. Like, it just, like, the jokes don't really land for me from what I have watched of it. It's just, yeah. like, I don't, and I've only seen, like, half a season for one. But, like, I'm just kind of, like... I can see where this is going, and it doesn't seem to be going anywhere good.
0: No, it's devastating. Uh, all the way through, mm-hmm. it doesn't really get better. There's, It's just kind of like, oh, maybe maybe things will be fixed. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh,
1: no, wait. <laughs> That's not how things work. <laughs> That's not how things work. Yeah, That and um, fucking Big Mouth. I've been recommending Big Mouth. So Big Mouth. Uh, here's
0: the thing. I loved Big Mouth when it came out. Yeah. And I think I was like 17. Okay. I think I'm gonna have to look into that. When did Big Mouth's first season come out? I don't know. Uh, regardless, I loved that first season. Mm-hmm. But the older I got, the the weirder the concept got to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how much I'm gonna From revisit I've, this. And I've seen maybe
1: two episodes of Big Mouth, and every time I watch it, I'm like 2017. I was right. I'm like the jokes are like I just there's a limit with me and like sex jokes. It just it just stops being funny after a while.
0: I'm with you. And it, it, that that's kind of my approach to most entertainment. I feel like references to sex, it's mm-hmm. the easiest thing. Yeah, it's, it's so it's, easy. It's it like every everyone loves it. Yeah. So all of it is going to be relatable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like and and there've been a time in everyone's life where they weren't having sex. So even that's relatable.
1: Uh-huh. So it's
0: like these sorts of jokes and these sorts of punchlines and music and stuff like that, like yeah. if it, if it gets overwhelmingly sexual in F- nature, fucking
1: tiger,
0: <laughs> even like. And here's the thing: phenomenal verse. I have a tough time listening to J Cole on planes. Oh, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I
1: don't listen to that song anymore. Like I heard it a couple, like a couple months ago, and I was like, "Doesn't it hit the same." I don't know. Uh, it's just uh, and, uh He was doing a Jeremiah track, of- yeah, and that's fine. I just it's. Uh, Old. yeah that's the
0: thing is that like i'm not saying like straight up bad content no matter what yeah i'm just saying that like it is easy it is simple mm-hmm. and anytime you hear like somebody try to do a rap freestyle or something quote fucking a bitch is going to come up <laughs> at some point
1: <"fucking> <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no it, it will maybe a couple times <laughs> uh, multiple times it's yeah. an easy
0: one to come back to mm-hmm. because <laughs> because it is like everyone's gonna be like yep Right. (laughs) That part. Right. (laughs) Which is,
1: but like, and like, to kind of take this back to Rick and Morty. The thing I love about Rick and Morty is like, so when they do the, when they're like, when, uh, they come in and, uh, yeah, Rick stops the, stops the decoy or like freezes the decoys and Morty's like, oh, like Westworld. And then they, the yeah, next, Morty like Westworld, but they, don't fuck him. don't fuck him. And then the group comes, in, the next group comes in and he's like, oh, like X know He's like, yeah, Morty, but don't fuck him. <laughs> like that is, that is funny. And it's like they don't do sex jokes a ton in Rick and Morty, but these like, References to like these other shows, like that, aren't super relatable that I relate to, yes, are way funnier to me, absolutely.
0: And here's the thing even when Rick and Morty has done sexual references, Mm -hmm. because they always add some sort of twist that makes it fucking funny, exactly like the dragon orgy. what yeah. makes it funny? It's a bunch of fucking it's, dragons. And they're they're quote
1: soul bonding. Soul they're not bonding. Really having sex. They're slut
0: <laughs> we are the slut dragons and we want to rule the surface world. We must destroy <laughs> the wizard.
1: Yeah. No. It like is, that's hilarious. It is hilarious. And then
0: like when Jerry and Beth like uh divorce and he's like, "Yeah, I'm getting laid." And it's by a three-titted alien who's a hunter. You know, like it's like Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: yeah. No, it's it's never.
0: We're not we're not watching Jerry and Beth talk. Like, oh, I guess in the premiere we had them being
1: sex positive. (laughs) Yeah, they went to go see fucking. (laughs) Uh, uh, They were watching pornography together. Yeah, they were watching. But at the end of the episode, they went and saw (laughs) Mr. Nimbus. Um, Mr. Nimbus. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. That was funny as fuck. The thing. The thing that sucks about that is like most people like. Not uh, most people probably haven't seen Ex Machina or Westworld or on the whole, like like because like I I burst out laughing at both of those jokes and for both of them because like what's that? Me too. And I'm like me too with Emily. It, it, uh, Westworld and Ex Machina, you just gotta know. Oh, what and it, and
0: like especially the Westworld one, like Ex Mach and like it's also funny thinking about how often that comes up with robot movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Westworld's huge. It's like if you've got synthetic life that. Resembles real life. Guess what's going to be a plot line in that movie? Mm-hmm. Them fucking those Them things. Them fucking those things. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like a guarantee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Westworld Ex Machina, for example. Uh, <laughs> but I, I and those sorts of inside jokes. You can do that whenever we. Have that rapid punch joke style. Exactly. It's like one after the other. So even if you don't get a reference, guess what? There's one in ten seconds. You will mm-hmm. like. Yeah. It's it's almost a guarantee. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's what's so perfect about this show in most ways.
1: Yeah, I think so too. It's just really cleverly written, and it I would. It would be so cool to be a writer for Rick and Morty.
0: I don't even have to actually write shit. Just being in the room, seeing being how seeing room. how they do it.
1: Yeah, just honestly, like I I would be so cool.
0: Well, it's just a, it's. I I get the impression it's just an environment of a bunch of funny people talking. Yeah. You know,
1: it's not like it's not like it's
0: too overwhelmed. Like like you said, it's not meticulous. It's not. I'm sure it's hard work. You know, Mm -hmm. you're working on one of the biggest TV shows in the world. It's probably hard work, but. You know, it's got to be a good time. It's got to be a good time working
1: on Rick and Morty. It's got to be a good time. Otherwise, it won't be a good show. Exactly. And that's that's the that's the what it comes down to. It's all about the it's all about the feeling you gotta create. It's all about the feeling. you gotta create
0: a feeling. And you know who created a feeling really well? Who? Tyler the Creator. Tyler the Creator did. When it came to Call Me When You Get Lost. Oh my god, yeah. Any that, last any last thoughts on this last episode of Rick and Morty before we jump into that? No, no, I think I'm ready. I think I am also ready. Uh so again, back next week, season five, episode three of uh, Rick and Morty. Uh now we jump in to Tyler the Creators call me when you get lost
1: yes such a feeling and i I was listening to that album again driving driving uh home and last night and um dj drama has a part where he he was we got our toes out we got our toes out yeah he was like this woman just fed fed me french French vanilla vanilla ice ice cream cream. we got our toes out. you know we all got our toes out And i was like yo i just like cracked up so hard (laughs) because i was like that is such a vibe. <laughs> like the, just that little that little fact. Like I got we got our, no, our toes out. <laughs>
0: that's the best part of the album. Yeah. Like it's like <laughs> undoubtable for me. Yeah. Because I've never heard a phrase more Tyler the creator. Exactly. In terms of just like popping up in his music, you yeah. know, like and it not being said by him. Mm-hmm. Impeccable. Like, I know that Tyler, the creator, wrote that down and said, DJ Drama, yell this. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying?
1: Like, like, think about, like, what this album, and before we kind of get into what we think the story of the album is, I think it's clear that Tyler is trying to, he's kind of, he's, 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 he's stunned. He's low-key stunned, like, throughout the whole album. He's just kind flexing his shit. But that's also part of, like, kind of what that wolf character is. And I, have
0: you seen him on Twitter? lately like answering q and a's and stuff no, he's, he's talking understood. about how this is the most personal album
1: he's ever written yeah and there are parts of it where you can really hear that yeah but like i was i was thinking about like what he was thinking when he was like who do i want on this album right and he's like doesn't everybody want an album with dj drama like what? isn't isn't that one of the- another
0: thing he was tweeting about did you see really? he had a tweet from 2017 that was like i need me a Gangsta grills mixtape
1: Oh shit No I didn't And see then that. he quote
0: tweeted it And was like Done Done yeah yeah. And I right. was like Fuck yeah This dude does whatever he wants He does
1: wants. what he wants Like he was just like You know it would be fucking cool To just have DJ drama Popping up at certain points Like narrating the Like the scenic uh, the, A the woman just fed me out. French vanilla ice cream You know we got our toes out <laughs> You know we got our toes out Cause I was like What is DJ drama here Cause I doubt he's doing that much Like real production on the music Like, Cause Tyler Cause does Cause Tyler does, his does his that Yeah production. Yeah like, I was like, I don't think DJ Drama's there for anything more than just the fact that fucking DJ Drama's in on his album. He just, he just wanted he wanted
0: him to yell <laughs> Gangster Brazil," <laughs>
1: you know. And like, <laughs> <laughs> that was all. That was just and what he sure, needed him sure there for. Dope. Like I was like, this is like this is a fun ass album. And also the part where DJ Drama goes, uh, this is for the Sun Seekers," and I was like, mm. that's such a line right there because like that fits the what is going on sonically so well. Like this is for the sun, aka stars. Bunny Hop, fucking <laughs> DJ <laughs> 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 Tyler Baudelaire, also known as the creator, the creator. <laughs> where I, I don't know where he got Baudelaire. I don't. I'm not. I am interested in that idea.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I, I I. So what? What is your impression of the
1: Baudelaire character? Though? My my impression off, is off that bat with this album, Tyler Baudelaire. So what? What's the um? It's Wolf. What Wolf? Um. Uh. I don't you don't know, remember. You know, there's another part to the Wolf name, like the character that's on the Wolf album.
0: I do not know. There's... Oh, shit. Um, I will look into it right now.
1: Yeah, but, like, I feel like Tyler Baudelaire is, like, a older, more professional version of the, the character that I guess he was portraying on Wolf. Yeah, it,
0: the impression that I get is that it's, like, it's supposed to be his most evolved and sophisticated self.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's and, and it seems more true to it's not like he's trying to not be Tyler. No,
0: it's like I like I
1: might as well be Tyler Baudelaire. Mm-hmm. It's kind
0: of like the inf- like yeah. the insinuation I get is that yeah. like yeah, this is basically me. Yeah. No, and it sound is... and I and do I sounds do I sound sophisticated? Tyler Sir Baudelaire? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> shit like that? Do yeah. I sound a little French?
1: maybe right he might and it's kind of a i think it's a a really good way of um i don't know like doing things in a creative way like tyler does because he doesn't ever really want to he's and he even talks about in certain parts of his album of that album where he's like part of why he's doing why he creates things the way that he does is because he felt as if he had to sort of make himself something else in order to like be um like, something else than what everybody either wanted him to be or thought he was in order to be himself.
0: And that's kind of, like, the way he's gone about his whole career. Right. Because it's like,
1: oh, you just saw me do this. That's what you're expecting now? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do something else. I'm going to do something else, yeah. And, like, there was a point where he was, like, most of the people who, like, uh, look like me didn't, like, fuck me or they thought I was being, like, too much or something. he's like, I'm just trying to, like, do me, like mm. – and I was like, "That's a that's a fact." But also, they did kind of make Tyler sound like a little like when he was going off. He was like, "All those people peaked in high school. I'm I, I'm still fucking going." And he's like, "I was like, yeah, he sounds like a little bitter, but you know, yeah, a little. It, it's probably okay. I I believe that Tyler probably did get bullied a lot. Like,
0: oh, certainly. Uh, just judging by the content of his previous music, mm-hmm. it seems like he almost certainly faced some some scrutiny in high school. You know, right? Uh, and I. I, like you said earlier, he is certainly flexing just all over this album. Oh, yeah. Uh, And I think it's funny and, you know, there's, like, multiple songs on this album that are about him fucking somebody else's girl.
1: Yeah, yeah. Somebody else's partner, rather. Yeah, uh (laughs) uh-huh. There are. He he also um, does a lot of the, like... I feel like he brings back in sort of some of the outlandish shit that he used to say that he kind of like moved away from Mm. just because that wasn't what the the creative direction of the projects were. But like, it's kind of nice to hear (laughs) and be like, oh, I'm still on my bullshit. Y'all don't don't think I'm not. Yeah, exactly. I'm still I'm still just say shit with no regard for human life. And you know what? Give a fuck. (laughs) You know
0: what? The way he did that, he went rap Mm -hmm. like and we talked a lot about how Igor wasn't a rap album. Mm -hmm. Uh, This, however... one
1: rap album of the year.
0: Confidently, a rap album. Confidently. Uh, And he raps his ass off on this album. Uh, What, as of right now, as it stands, are your uh, standouts? Favorite songs?
1: First listen... I just kept coming back to Corso. That shit was <sighs> so hard to me cuz like Sir Baudelaire is good. You know, it's it's oh shit, he put the uh, he put the features on there. That was not there an hour ago.
0: Uh it's not even there on mine.
1: All right, see look.
0: That's weird. So, uh, let's run let's run through I this. I was
1: wondering who yeah, who the like there was at the in the later album parts of the album.
0: So, we got Sir Baudelaire featuring DJ Drama, Corso, Lemonhead featuring 42 Doug, what's your name featuring uh Young, Young boy, boy, NBA. And is that the one with Ty, Ty Dolla Sign too? Uh,
1: y- Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then
0: Hot Wind Blows featuring Lil, Lil Wayne, Wayne and that oh, wheezy whoa. verse. That
1: wheezy verse, bro. Did you see
0: that tweet that was like, my dad listening to, us to shit. At, my dad at age 23, this Lil Wayne versus fire. <laughs> Me at age 23, this Lil Wayne <laughs> versus, versus fire. <laughs>
1: Yo, isn't that the craziest? Yo, there is. I was listening to Hot Wind Blows, too, and like, as soon as you heard the lighter flick, I was just like, oh, <laughs> it was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is the shit. This is the shit. But, um, yeah, also, uh, Domo Genesis, that's who it was on Manifesto. I, I knew I recognized who it was on Manifesto, but I couldn't think of who it was. I like a couple songs by Domo Genesis. Um, Tizo Touchdown. I don't know who that is. I'm not sure who Tizo well, Touchdown is. Run It is Up either. was fire, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So basically, so Corso, like, that was like kind of like the, the banger song that I fuck with the most, like the shit that just like you're gonna you're lemonade. gonna go back to a lot. Yeah, and I just like loved the the like the bass on, on Corso. Um, I didn't like Lemonhead a ton. It was all right. What's your name? Obviously, it was fire. That um, one was a, that
0: one was an instant classic. Yeah, I Burnt think
1: Jack actually not really one of my favorites on the album. I no I think. shit.
0: No, I, it still is having shaken out for me, and that doesn't happen a lot. Yeah, because uh, I usually. Usually, my least visited tracks are the ones that were released as singles, right? Just because I'm like, well, I you fucking love the new stuff. Yeah. However, I keep coming back to Lumberjack a lot more really? than more than I anticipated. Okay. Uh, I like it. I like that one a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it just feels like he's. On his bullshit, you know. Yeah. Call me lumberjack, cause I wish I wish I would. You know, yeah, it's like. <laughs> uh.
1: No, I fuck with um Massa though was like kind of like the song that was like like I think that was probably my like the song that I think is the best on there right this now. Shit was
0: personal too.
1: It was, yeah. Like, and I just like how he starts. He's like, Whoops whatever uh-huh. your shit is, man, do it. Whatever brings you that immense joy, do do it. that. That's your luxury." I was like, "Speak." Speak. <laughs> Speak. <laughs> and then he's just, like, kind of yeah, talking about, like, like just, like, the whole thing about the, just, like, the whole concept of the song I think is really interesting because he's, like, almost relating it to, like, you know, like, being in a state of subjugation but moving from that is, like, was, like, the thing that allowed him to you know really like express like learn things about his life and then i really liked when he was talking about um he said see uh, see i was shifting that's why that's really why cherry bomb sounded so shifty my taste started changing from what it was when they met me and i was like oh okay that makes sense and i love cherry bomb like i i remember and i didn't listen to cherry bomb until after i had listened to flower boy but i was just like you can see the progression from Certainly. Cherry Boy to Flower Boy to, yeah. y- like, you can see that he was like he was heading in a direction, his taste was, was changing. Yeah, it was de-
0: he was definitely going on a uh, an artistic shift. Mm-hmm. Like it was, and it's
1: it's been happening. Like mm-hmm.
0: it, from Cherry Bomb to Flower Boy, Flower Boy to Igor, you can clearly see a uh, an evolution there, and then. Right. After Igor, he was like, all right, I can officially do whatever the fuck
1: I want. And now this is him kind of being like going back real quick. Like, "Yep, this is like, like, just so you all know, I recognize this. And like, that's, this has like been very intentional. Like, it's not like, yeah, we're not like, I'm not just like doing this shit for money. Like, I'm just, you know, shit's changing. Life's life's changing. I'm, I'm fucking rich. Yeah. (laughs) Like like, I got money. There was a line where he was like, what is he there? I can't even remember what song he was like. Um. What has he got that I don't got 10 of, or something like that? Like, I was like, (laughs) hey. That's like the
0: better version of Chris Brown's I Get What You Get in 10 Years in Two Days. Yeah, right. Oh,
1: no. He said, uh, uh, What has he got that I don't got a lot of? Yeah, I can't remember what song it was on, though. But yeah, it's basically that. Like, what what the fuck? And I was like, (sighs) Damn. Yeah, yeah. That makes me feel like shit.
0: Uh... (laughs) (laughs) And I love that about rap music, though. The way that, like, they will flex the shit out of their money and yes. shit all over broke people, and I'm what, sitting here the... broke as fuck, going, "Damn, this slaps."
1: <laughs> you know, like he yeah. is completely
0: insulting me, but that is mm-hmm. cool.
1: What's the What's the song with, uh, um, Pharrell?
0: Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yes, Pharrell and Uzi. Is that a Is that? <laughs> it had to be Juggernaut. It
1: was Pharrell and Uzi.
0: Yeah, Pharrell and Uzi are on the same song. Um. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, no, they were uh, they were just like kind of stunting on this song. Like I, I remember like I heard a line from um, I'm pretty sure it was Pharrell, and he was like, something about like, some just like space shit. Like <laughs> and he was like, yeah, we 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 uh, we gave that we like did the design or something like that. They they were just like giving these insane stunts, and I was like, yeah, all they're doing is being like. Yeah, y'all can talk about the shit that you always talk about. We're going to talk about, like, what it's like to really be fucking rich and, like, have, like, (laughs) anything that we could win and have, like, this creative, like, uh, influence, like, on levels that you couldn't even imagine.
0: And what I love, and obviously Pharrell's had an influence on music that is completely not underrated by those who Mm -hmm. know music, but, like, It's not common knowledge that Pharrell shaped the music industry, you no, know, and, really and he's, he's had a heavy hand mm-hmm. in the way things have gone. And the fact that Tyler has, you know, tell tell these dudes in 2003, Lil Wayne and Pharrell, that in 18 years time, they will be on an album with 42 Doug and NBA Youngboy. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> no. All these no. guys are on the same album. This spans 20 years no. of talent. You know no. what I'm saying? Literally. And I think that, that more than anything, like. And
1: DJ drama. Like, and DJ drama. Like, who, who would it be? Like, hey, DJ, like, in 20 years, you're going to be doing an album with Tyler the Creator. You think about that. He's like 10 right now.
0: <laughs> and, it's just, and I love when young dudes. And I mean, like, Tyler's 30 now, mm-hmm. right? I like, at least so. coming up on it. He's got to be. Uh, so he's not exactly the youngest dude in the game, but right. obviously he's not old. Mm-mm. So getting getting dudes and like was crazy. Is Weezy's like not even forty yet? What? Dude started when he was like sixteen, so he's still young oh, as fuck. Shit. And he's been fired since he was sixteen. Yeah, and I, and he might be forty, but I don't know that he is. He might be like just like five or six years
1: older than Tyler, yeah, which is crazy. I'll, I'll, uh, hold on, let me let me see. Lil Wayne is. Uh, 38. 38. 38. Born in 82. That's crazy. Holy shit. He was married. (laughs) Yeah, so Weezy is eight years
0: older than Tyler, the Creator. Mm -hmm. Tyler is 30.
1: That's not a huge gap. Not one bit. Not for like an adult. It
0: also shows you, like, because Weezy came out before 2000.
1: Yeah, right, like 1998.
0: Tyler, the Creator's debut album was like 2010.
1: Damn, yeah, you're right. That is a mind fuck. Ten, holy shit! Right? Because yeah, Lil Wayne blew up like twenty two thousand four. I want to say two thousand five. Like, here, let me let me look there. into this a little bit.
0: Just, just like the longevity of Lil Wayne and them being able to intersect is just, it's it's a blessing because yeah. every time they're together, that shit slaps
1: mm-hmm. every single time. Like it's ridiculous how they do that. Like, I was like, yeah, I think Tyler just produces certain tracks, writes his verse, and is like. Yeah, this we, one's a Wayne one. Weezy's
0: The Block Is Hot came out in nineteen ninety nine. The Block is hot came
1: out. Damn. That was a fire ass song. That's crazy. Because it's like there are people blowing up. Like it's common now for people to blow up at nineteen or earlier. And it's like but how then, many of them will have a career on the level of Wayne? Like Like Goblin.
0: Tyler's Goblin came out in two thousand eleven. That is twelve years. After a dude who was only eight years older than
1: him. Yeah. Hey, you know?
0: I mean, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, like, obviously being in your 20s is like Mm -hmm. watching an awards show, checking the ages of everybody, and having, just like shitting yourself, being like, holy shit, this is horrifying. Right. What am I doing? Yeah. But, uh, you know, Tyler being like, yeah, I'm gonna hold my own with you Mm -hmm. now. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's amazing. (laughs) No, I love it.
1: It is pretty great, and, um... It's weird to think about, too. Like, I'm all, I'm almost jealous of people who like, and not because California is like a really great place to live. It's really not. Like, no. I feel like the like, like gas, how expensive wealthy, traffic yeah, is fucking terrible. People everywhere. One of the worst homeless like um, issues that like any. It's e- it's the either the like has. you are overwhelmingly rich or dead broke. Right in and any fucking air like, wildfires, tourists everywhere. Like be, living in LA would suck. But Tyler talks about his first time leaving L.A. being at like nineteen, like it's almost insane because like you got to think about how that would influence him growing up, and then also think about like the fact that he that was his bubble. Like to everyone else, they want to go to L.A. That they want to get but out that of that was the bubble and go he was to L.A.
0: He was in that L.A.
1: bubble, right? And now, and he like, I don't know. It's almost as if he had more of an opportunity to be dope. because he grew up in L.A. But he really didn't, because according to him, he wasn't dope until he left L.A., Yeah, until he really saw the world. And I
0: I think it's fascinating to think about that most people, wherever they grow up, Mm -hmm. that place probably makes them feel a little trapped in a box, right? regardless of where that's at. And obviously, L.A. is fucking huge. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there are different parts of L.A. that... He would have been fine yeah. with a little bit more. Yeah. But you know, once once you have it in your mind, like I have to leave L.A. This shit is weighing me down. Yeah. You got to get out.
1: He's gotta get out. And he did gotta it. Go, gotta go. Gotta go. I still want to. Like, I just like something about seeing Tyler performing live made me want to like, tra- like like what is it like to tour with Tyler? Mm. That shit's probably so dope. What is like? It's gotta be tour fun. Period. Like that has to just like. Well, like, tour like it,
0: I gotta have the. Mm Gas, exhilarating, in in small doses, mostly dreadful. Like that is my that just in terms of the way that I enjoy Mm -hmm. traveling. Yeah, I cannot imagine fifty places in sixty days. Oh yeah, you know, like that is holy shit. That has to have a like a way on you immensely. No,
1: it doesn't. Like, but like, I am just like Tyler's got to make it fun though. Oh, yeah, he's got to. Like, I just couldn't, like, l- being around Tyler, Tyler the Creator on a daily basis, like, that would just be, like, every, like I don't know. I just feel like he's a, he's a cool person to be. Or, like. He, he I, guess ultimately the, energy.
0: I guess ultimately the point of this episode is that we just want to be in a room with Dan Harmon, Justin Roiland, and Tyler the Creator and see what happens. Oh, fuck, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and Seth Rogen. Oh, and Seth Rogen. I don't think any of them smoke weed. I'm actually
0: reading Seth Rogen's book right now. Really? He wrote a book? about what Yeah, your book. It's called Yearbook and it's just kind of a compilation of stories from his life. Mm. Uh, I
1: bet he's had He's got and, and some like, interesting. He
0: opens up very autobiographical. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh he talks about his grandparents and how they influenced his comedy and it ultimately kinda like almost moved me to tears and I was mm-hmm. like, fuck <laughs> <laughs> I'm ten pages into this. <laughs> <laughs> but now, nah, Seth and Tyler the Creator would be an interesting combo.
1: That that would be a very interesting combo. Man. I need
0: them as like create like all four of those guys really.
1: Mm-hmm. As like creative counterparts on, yeah, something. on something, and just see what happens. On something, um, Tyler does have apparently a movie coming up. Mm. I'm not. I'm not sure if he means like he's gonna be in a movie or if he's making a movie. Either one would be great I don't, I don't know if I see him in like a cameo like the LeBron James thing and like that one movie train I, I wreck would, or whatever yeah, or something like that re- I was that was not compelling and obviously I never watched that movie but I was just like seeing the trailers I was like okay so LeBron's gonna be in it for probably probably five minutes the
0: most perfectly executed cameo of all time is Keanu Reeves and always be my maybe <laughs> I stand by that
1: okay <laughs> I don't think I've seen that um
0: make it your next one with Claire phenomenal rom-com
1: okay um, but yeah, no, like I mean, I I would be down to watch. I, they need to do. There's not enough, and this will obviously come naturally, but I, I can't wait for the documentaries about golf way, mm. like just about like Tyler's whole because he's he's involved. He he's done so much. Shit I mean, already. like
0: you go to the Adult Swim app, like we were talking about Loiter Squad. That's two seasons Lo- of eleven minute, yeah, of eleven eleven minute comedies.
1: Yeah, just a bunch of bunch of Tyler the Creator doing shit. Yeah. And like it seemed like that was almost like a little thing that him and his friends were just doing because they were fucking bored. Yeah. But that shit ends up on Adult Swim, and it's like a massively popular show. Yeah. Cult classic, Did, I would say. Probably. Oh, certainly. Did That'd you ever
0: watch cool. uh, Nuts and Bolts Mm-mm. with Tyler the Creator? No. Oh. It was basically him like, learning that's how to the do waffle shit.
1: shit came that from? where that skit is from, yeah. where he's like, "All right, all right, now let me talk.
0: <laughs> Shut the fuck up when I'm trying to speak," you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now there's one where he learns how to create shoes, which is where the, his converse came from. Oh, fuck. Uh, there's one where he goes skydiving, which is fun as fuck. Okay. He uh, races go-karts. Uh, it's just he creates his dream bedroom in yeah. his house, which yeah. is just like, it's, it, it's literally just the theme of him yeah. doing whatever he wants to do because that's what he wants to do. Because that's what he wants to do, and he can.
1: He can. I, I, I envy that. But, A king. Uh, it's, it's, and that you always have to think, though, whenever, you know, someone, a, a famous rapper gets on an album and it's like, do what you want to do. And, and, like, on one level, you're like, fuck yeah, man, that's true. well another, another level, you're like, you got incredibly lucky. You got, you did get. You Don't get me wrong. Like, you have the talented yeah. and you deserve to be here. Mm-hmm.
0: However, there are a lot of people with talent who deserve to be there that
1: aren't. Yeah. Right. You know, so
0: it's like, <laughs> and every time every time someone's like, you just got to put your mind to it, I'm like, in theory. In theory. That sounds great. mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, It takes a degree of luck, too, though.
1: It, it does. It does. Yeah, you you have to kind of be doing the right thing at the right time and get seen by the right people.
0: Exactly. There's just, uh, there's an overwhelming amount of people who are just massively talented. Yeah. And don't make it out of L.A. Mm-hmm. They
1: don't. Because <laughs> L.A. is such a... Thing now,
0: yeah. I mean, I got I got a friend who just moved to LA. Really? Who yeah.
1: Uh, oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What is he going? Like, was he is he going to school or something out there? Is no he... idea. Okay.
0: No idea. Um I just know he's moving out there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, I've known a couple people to uh, Johnny Blocker.
0: Johnny Blocker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that no, one too.
1: I think he's still out there. There's this dude that one of Kenton's friends. <laughs> ah, this guy. One of Kenton's friends, like, was making music in L.A. His name was Orlando. He was, like, he went out to L.A., was making music. It was, like, this huge thing. Like, one of Kenton's other friends that I'm also good friends with, he would, like, be – he was closer with him, and he would be, like, kind of, like, talking about, like, oh, he's out there, like, making beats or whatever for these people. Turns out he got in with, like, famous Dex's, like – I remember you telling me about that. and then, like, a whole bunch of shit popped off, and he was, like – he came back. He was, like, yeah, they don't fuck with me anymore. Like (laughs) – (laughs) they trying to to find me type shit. I was just like... Yeah, yeah, I fucked that up. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) Haven't heard from him since. (laughs) Haven't heard from him since, no. And it's just like, people really just go to L.A. Like, this dude was like, going to L.A. with like $200. Like, he he would go there and not know where he was going to stay. Like, and see, like, I, I respect the hell out of anyone
0: who thinks... That we can pull a a nineteen thirties immigration story to Los Angeles. It's I got Los seven dollars in my pocket. for you, you will live, on a bench. you will live on a bench. I <laughs> promise. Like and it's like, I, and like in theory, it sounds lovely. It's a great idea. Pursue yeah. your dreams. Get a little bit of a financial backbone first. Yeah, right. We live in a different time. We now. live
1: in a different time, and it's like not entirely possible to just up and leave. Like it is it, it's, it's different man the world's the world's fucking changing but
0: hey if you can do that it, and you can succeed all the power to mm-hmm. you that's that's impeccable yeah I, I mean, and and again you got incredibly lucky you did yeah <laughs> you
1: did you did i think i would be more of the opinion of getting rich and just moving somewhere or not even getting rich just getting enough money to move where i want to and moving somewhere secluded uh, yeah people haven't really heard of like I just pull a Kanye go
0: somewhere in the mountains of Wyoming or something there you go
1: there you go yeah I want to um, I want to actually that brings me to another, another uh, a kind of heated argument me and Claire got into about uh, she said something about like how all of Kanye's albums are like based on or like Kanye's process of making art is based on where he makes it and I, I don't have any problem with that inherently. But I don't think that's – it's, like, it, it, it wasn't – my, my argument was that I don't think, like, him going to Wyoming to make Yeezus was the reason that Yeezus got made. Like, I think that the idea itself kind of preceded his decision to go to Wyoming, for instance, or go to Hawaii for my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. There was a bunch of other shit going on yeah. that didn't necessarily – and she's like, no, no, he, he goes to these places because he wants to create the vibe. And I was like, but, like, I – I don't know, cause graduation, lost reg, uh, reg, uh, last, registration. last registration, and like college. I, I feel like he probably made all those in Chicago, like yeah. uh, or maybe he moved to LA. Or something. It was I don't know.
0: Well, no, here's my thing:
1: is like uh, obviously,
0: I think the place he recorded it plays a plays a part in it. There's yeah. a reason he does it. Right. It's uh, it's certainly. I think it's more an influence thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's like he's literally like I'm going to create this place through an album. Yeah. Right, you know, and it sounds like that's the phrasing you were getting at. No well, not the yeah. phrasing, but like the yeah, the yeah. overall idea yeah. she was throwing at you.
1: Somet- uh, but also, that could have not been what she meant because sometimes she just says things imprecisely. <laughs> we and all we all do that though. Yeah, we all do do that. Yeah, right. Which... And especially
0: when you talk to someone mm-hmm. so much,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right. like you you do pick you do hear things that you're like, well. <laughs>
1: And then, but like debaters, to have this thing about precise language, where because it's, it's like if you say something imprecise, oh, I'm I'm dogging your ass, bro. I'm dogging. Will Emily you.
0: be getting so fucking annoyed with me, bro. I'd be like, do you mean it
1: like that? <laughs> like, what did you really mean? Let's get to the uh, psychoanalytic basis behind your assumption. How about that? <laughs> like, shut Catch the me fuck. inside your head. Oh. How about that. <laughs> Yeah,
0: Nah. No, it's fun, it, it, but that does come with just talking to someone so much. It does. It's yes. like like you you hear these little things, and like a little more of you wants to go. No, you ain't mean that. <laughs> you ain't mean that. Like I don't I don't know about that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes, though.
0: It certainly is. You want to move on to the next segment, or potentially end the episode? We're running out of an hour here.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. so
0: Want to want to kind of brainstorm, and if we need to, we'll just. Just go ahead and record a separate sign-off. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> if need be.
1: Okay. All right. Sounds good.
0: Next segment, maybe. Psych. No, no, another segment.
1: No, no. Yeah. Um,
0: Instead, I put you on watch.
1: Yeah, and I think we're just going to, you know, get into that, see where that takes us. And, and just, just quick, uh-huh. how do you feel about the premiere of
0: that, the, the first Yo, episode that, of watch.
1: That shit was absurd, and I mean, it makes, I tried, I remember I tried to watch it once, and... I just was so lost, and then I was just like, well, I don't know anything about Watchmen, so I can't do this, and I know minimally more, mostly from your explainers, but still, I'm just kind of like, I'm very confused, but I'm invested now. And that's the thing, (laughs) thing is what the show is. Yeah.
0: It'll give you some answers, Yeah, but with every answer, there's two more questions. There's two more questions. You know what I'm saying? And it'll just keep on going, Uh, but I can't recommend it enough. It is definitely one of my favorite seasons of television that there's ever been yeah uh and it's it's one of those ones i, I run back to like with westworld season mm-hmm. one and certain seasons of game of thrones like, yeah it's up there yeah it's fucking phenomenal yeah we
1: should definitely when i finish we should do something with i don't know what we what we would do I but mean, we could do we
0: could do a whole watchman thing you got the comic yeah. and you got the you got the series yeah be we like could a re-watch re-read sort of thing you know? uh-huh. and first read maybe
1: first um, read yeah
0: but yeah, fuck yeah, man. Anything else to say? Uh, no, it was a good show,
1: you know. It was a fucking Glad to show. be here.
0: Glad glad you were here. I was Colton Robertson, and you were? Faris Pennington. Ooh, it's a lovely name. Oh, no, thank you.
1: thank you, thank you. No
0: problem, man. This the was tongue. the 113th episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we're getting up there now. Jesus uh, Christ. Join us on Tuesdays for the Bad Batch Bitches, where we talk... Star Wars, the bad bad. Star Wars. Join us on Fridays for Loki's Losers, where we talk Marvel's Loki. Uh, and then join us next week for more Rick and Morty discussion and something else. Something else. Yeah, something we can else. I guarantee you that. Something. So uh, remember, follow us on Twitter at PennyBloomPod, on Instagram at PennyBloomPodcast. Head to patreon.com slash Coro bloom. I need money. <laughs> and here's the thing: it's not just money going in my pocket. This costs me money (laughs) (laughs) to do the podcast. (laughs) So it's just going right back to that. Uh, So, yeah, that would mean a lot. And then peace, love, and bloom.
1: Peace, love, and bloom.
0: And always praise Keanu Reeves.
1: Yes, indeed.